You know, sometimes we say we might not see the whole multitude, you know, and we might not be Sunday, and not, everybody may not be here, but you know, we're here. And if we're here, we're ready to worship the Lord, amen? And that's what we want to do. Why don't we sing this one more time? Casey? Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. We fall down, we lay our crowns at the feet of Jesus. Wonders of His mercy and love at the feet of Jesus, we cry, holy, holy, holy. Yes, Lord. We cry, holy, holy, holy. We cry, holy, holy, holy. Yes, Lord. God, we just thank you so much, Lord, for being with us tonight and for your spirit that is here, God. And through your spirit, Father, the power that flows, God, can, that can destroy, Father, all the yoke of bondage, Lord. And that through your healing spirit, Father, those that need healing, Father, may be healed in your name. And Lord, we thank you for manifesting your power in this place, God. And Lord, right now we pray for Pastor Curtis and Father, for joy, Father. We pray as they uh, are traveling or, Father, wherever they are right now, Lord, we pray for them. We lift them up to you, Lord, that you bring them back safely, God. Those that are not here today, we pray for them as well, God. And we lift this offering, Father, and tithes to you, Father. We give you back what you give to us, Lord. And we bless you tonight, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, amen and amen. Praise God. You may be seated in the house of the Lord tonight. Thank you so much, Casey, for that wonderful worship. I have to keep changing glasses because I can only drive with those and I can only read with these. And see, this helps me because I can't see nobody out there. Well, if you're wondering what PBPGIFWMY means, how many of you had already figured that one out? The children. Thank you, TK. I love you, TK. Well, it, please be patient. God isn't finished with me yet. Amen? And that's what we're going to be looking at tonight. And I want you to turn to your Bibles to Philippians chapter 1. And we're going to read verse 6. Hmm. Get a little bit of feedback up there. Casey, can you go up there a little bit and fix me up? Thank you so much. Sometimes we wonder on Wednesdays, you know, where is everybody? The, all the multitudes not here and you know but you know what uh, one thing I admire uh, what the Bible speaks about it speaks about that 
The women were faithful up until the cross, up until Calvary. All the men ran away. All the disciples were all over the place, you know. They were running for their lives, but the women were faithful up to the cross. Amen? So we can learn something from women. Amen? All right, are you there? And the Word of God says, Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. I think my wife is the only one that stood up. But you can be seated, Melissa. <laughs> She's obedient to the Lord, ain't she? Amen. Well, listen. I want you to take heart that God is at work in our lives. And the reason that I tell it this is because God isn't finished with us yet. Amen. Every day we go through different trials and different things in our lives because God isn't finished with us. Sometimes when we take a look in the mirror, we may not like what we see. And some of us may take a little deeper look and look into our souls. Amen. And we might not like everything that we see. You know, there's not perfection in our lives yet. But the Bible says that what the Lord started in our lives, what Jesus Christ started, he will accomplish that. And that meant, you know, nothing is initiated by ourselves. Even salvation was initiated by God. If God had not taken the first step to initiate something in our lives, to motivate us to look up to him or to look onto him, we wouldn't have done anything. We would still be in the same place we were. Amen? The Lord is always the first one to initiate the first move in our lives. And we have to be able to understand that. We can do nothing of ourselves. We need the Lord. He's the one that does that. He's the one that brings us into salvation. And if it weren't for him, we would probably, I know I would be lost, lost, lost. I'm telling you. Now let me tell you. There was a, a country preacher which was being ordained. And, uh, you know, there was a, a board of uh, elders and, and, uh, and, and people that were asking him questions. And... Uh, the elder board asked the guy, well, how did you get saved? You know, he, he asked him the question. He says, well, I did my part, and God did his part. And so, you know, that, that sounded kind of fishy to the elders, you know. So they said, well, we're going to question this guy a little bit more. And so they, you know, so they said, okay, so what was your part in your salvation? And he said, well, my part was to run as fast as I could. And God's part was to run after me until he caught me and brought me into his family. You know, and that couldn't be more biblical because it's true. You know, we, we are born running away from God because we're born in sin, and we're born running away from God and trying to get away every time that we can. But he still reaches, you know, his loving arms and, you know, and, and tries to, you know, bring us back. The Bible says that, you know, he's like a chicken, you know, tries to get his little chicks, you know, and, and, and cover them, you know, under his wings. To protect us, you know. So God is the one that initiates everyone. So he starts a work in us, you know, and he keeps us from falling. Jude 1.24 says this, To him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. So he tries the best that he can to send angels to encounter 
you know, to, to, to be around us and, and to take care of us. When you're a believer, you're not alone. You may not believe this, but right now, there is angels around you. Right now, in this very room that we are, there's angels all over this place. Do you understand? So you're not alone. You know, no matter where you are during your day, or no matter where you're at, or what you're going through, you're not alone. The Bible says that he keeps you from falling. So if there's some temptation, if there's some sorrow, if there's some problem that you're going through, take heart that the Word of God says that he will keep you from falling. The Bible says that God does not tempt no one, nor can he be tempted. But we are tempted by our own evil desires, right? And we conceive those, we take those, and we, you know, we go along with it. And, and that's what conceiving is. And then the Bible says that when we give birth to sin, sin brings forth death. Because the wages of sin are death. And, you know, that's what God is trying to keep us from falling into sin, from falling into temptation. And he keeps us. So the promise is that there is the power of God, there is the purpose of God, and there is the promise of God. See? The power, the purpose, and the promise. So God gives us three good things to look forward to. Now, let me tell you. Please be patient. God isn't finished with me yet. Has some good things and some bad things. Let me give you the good news first, okay? The good news is that because God isn't finished with us yet, there's still hope in our lives. Amen? And last Wednesday, if you were here, we preached about hope and how to have hope. Amen? Well, the bad news is that because God isn't finished with us yet, he will not allow us to stay in the same place that we are today. Amen? He's going to keep chipping at our lives, at our character, until he transforms us into the image of Jesus Christ. Until he takes away all those things that do not conform to God, that do not look like God. You see? Because he says that he's faithful that the, that the work that he started, he is faithful that he will finish it in us. That means that, listen, saint, you're a saint. You're a believer. You're saved. You're a saint. That means that Jesus Christ will not let any one of his people get lost. Amen? So no matter what happens through your life, and even if you backslide, even if something comes along and tries to, you know, take you out of ground, God will not let you get lost. He says because he promises that he will not let you get lost. He won't. He will finish the work he started in you. He started a work in you. So it's not like this. On that day when you are, you know, when, 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 when all the saints are walking into heaven, it's not going to be 99 a hundred, a hundred and five. What happened to a hundred and two, a hundred and three? No, it's not like that. You're not going to be lost. You cannot get lost. Or, as people say, slip into the cracks. You won't. God knows you by name. God knows exactly who you are. God knows exact purpose, the exact day, and the exact time that you were his. Amen? You're not going to fall. 
I want to encourage you today as believers. Most of you here tonight have been believers for a very long time. Most of you have known the Lord throughout your life. And God has a purpose for you, no matter what age you are. God has a purpose. And whatever he started in you, he will finish in you. And that's why I want you to understand that we have to be patient even with ourselves because God isn't finished with us yet. Amen? Another thing I want to tell you is he equips us to do his will. Listen, anything that God has called you to do, he will equip you to do it. Look at Casey. God has called him to be a, a worship leader. So he equipped him with talent. He equipped him with you know, being able to play, being able to have that desire to know music. You know, other people for prayer. God equips you because he gives you the desire to pray. So there's nothing in your life that God is going to do. God is not going to call you to do something that you're not equipped to do. Amen? And that's why many people, many Christians are dissatisfied with their lives because they're operating or they're doing something that God didn't call them to do. See? God calls us to do a specific thing for a specific purpose, for a specific time. See? And he's there. And he's not going to let you down because he said he won't, he's going to finish the work that he started in you. See? A lot of people face uh, debilitating illnesses. Some have hard decisions, and yet others, you know, are weak in trying to make decisions. People sometimes grow weak because they lose heart, even Christians. Christians sometimes lose heart on who they are. Instead of trusting the word of God and saying, Lord, you came and you saved me and I'm going to follow you. And no matter what goes in my life and no matter how the situation looks, I'm going to follow you because your purpose will be accomplished. I mean, there's things, there's curveballs that are going to be thrown in our lives. And a lot of us know that. A lot of us have gone through that. Me and my wife have gone through that. You know, things, things don't, aren't always rosy and beautiful. That's why I like to preach about suffering. Because life is not just a, you know, a bowl of roses just because we're Christians. We have a purpose, you know, and, and I'm telling you, being a Christian is not easy. It's a battleground. You understand? It's a battleground. The enemy wants nothing more for us to think that he does, you know, he's not out there. He's out there and he's trying, you know, he's going to try to get you. Because you, got, you love God and you're worshiping God and you're trying to live for his purpose. So we have to understand and we have to be able to know the word of God to be able to get out of that to defend ourselves, He promises to complete His work in us. That's the verse. He promises to complete His work in us. So no matter what happens, first of all, when Jesus Christ completes His work in us, the first thing that will happen is that our true character will be revealed to everyone. Who you are, people will know because that's who God made you. Do you understand? Your true character will shine. Amen? And the second thing is that our perfection will be complete. And our perfection will be complete only on that day when we're glorified, when we're with the Lord. 
when we were before the Lord, when Jesus Christ comes before God and says, here's Sue Coker, your servant. And the Lord will say, enter into what the Lord has prepared for you. That is the perfection that we all wait for one day. To be able to be with the Lord. To be able to be in heaven with God. You understand? A lot of people will try to take us away from that. A lot of people will try to, you know, fill our minds with other things. But our ultimate goal as Christians is to be saved and to know that we're headed, you know, for heaven. That's what we want. That's what we need to know. That's what we need to know in our hearts and understand and know why we're saved. And the Bible tells us today that God will not let anyone perish. Listen. A very, you know, very, very easy verse that John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. For whoever, that means everybody, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And for us to be able to have everlasting life, we have to know and we have to believe in our heart and know that we're headed to heaven. A lot of times we take a lot of other things and put them in front of knowing if we're saved, truly or not. And we want to make sure that we are. And I want to make sure that you are. Because that's what matters in our life. So next time that you get angry with yourself, or that somebody gets angry with you, or that you think that you did a wrong thing, or that you're not forgiving yourself, remember this. Please be patient. Please be patient. God isn't finished with me yet. God's not finished with any of us. None of us have arrived. Me, most of all. I need all the help I can get. Amen? So don't discourage. Don't be discouraged. Know that God loves you. And he's here to take care of you. I love you. My wife loves you. And we're here to pray for you. And for whatever you need. This month, these Wednesdays, uh, on this, the, the, the last Wednesday of this month will be my last uh, month, uh, day that I preach here at, at River of Life. And then Pastor Curtis Coker will come on Wednesdays and initiate his series. And so, but... We're still going to be here praying, and, uh, you know, we're still here with you. But uh, we love you, and, you know, I love you, and, and I thank you for being here tonight. And I want to tell you that if tonight you have some doubt in your heart about who the Lord is or what God has done for you, then tonight is the night that we need to make account and tell the Lord, Lord, I need to make sure that I'm saved. I need to understand that you are with me, and that if I go, because remember, we're all a heartbeat away from eternity. And if tonight is the night that you go, you've got to make sure that you're saved. Amen? And if you don't know that, if you don't know that, Casey, will you come? Casey? If you don't know that tonight, I want you to give it some thought. And we're going we're gonna to open the altar for a few moments. Just for a few moments to give you that opportunity. I know most of you have known the Lord for a while. But I never want to leave 
a service go by without giving that opportunity. God is at work in your life and he will not stop until the job is done. God is at work at your life right now and he won't stop until you tell him, Lord, Lord, help me because I don't know. And I want to give you that opportunity tonight because God loves you. All heads bow, all eyes closed. Lord, tonight I just pray, Father, that, Lord, if there's somebody here tonight, Lord, that needs to be touched by you, God, Lord, that you tug at their heart and their spirit, God, that they understand, Father, that you are the source of life and that without you, God, we are nothing. Lord, that on that final day, Father, you will be able to say, enter into what the Lord has prepared for you. And that we will be with you in glory, God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, right now I just come to you, Father, and I just bless your people, Lord. I bless them, Lord, and in Jesus' name, God. And I thank you, Father, for what you've done in their lives, God. And what you have done in my life, God. And just take us, Lord, and just mold us, God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Lord. You're dismissed in the house of the Lord tonight.